Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the combo guard running the two. Jacob, the white knight. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing well, brother. You know, another beautiful day in Colorado, enjoying these mountains. <laughs> I bet you are, man. How's the mountains looking these days? Oh, it's looking beautiful, man. I had to make it my background on Twitter for sure. Yep, there it is. <laughs> it's just beautiful. <laughs> not, not only him, but, not, not only him, the wingman running the three, LT the Sage. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, doing good, man. Just uh, trying to get some fresh air up on up on the mountaintop. With That's my right, brother, man. My brother White Knight. Breathe it in. Oh. Uh, Take it all in. Hey, listen, (laughs) this was an interesting games of NFL. I'm sure you guys seen in the playoffs. Obviously, the Texans game, the Patriots game, the Seahawks game. Um, There was one of these experts that went on a rant on um, what's his name? What's the quarterback? Oh, Carson Wentz Mm -hmm. on the Eagles saying he just like sucks and he should (laughs) have never got paid that big contract. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, he he really went in on him. Um, He says when you need him the most. He's not there for you. Whoa. You can't win games. I'm just like, I was Jeez. like, goodness, man. And hopefully that he's okay. Uh, yeah. We hope the best for him. Uh, Philly, you know, that was a tough loss for them. So yeah. this, like I said, the NFL playoffs, obviously with Brady being out, it's going to be a fun um, playoffs to watch. But in this episode in particular, what we're going to talk about is some recent news. And at the same time, we're going to play a little game here uh, with the White Knight and LT. Uh, we're going to configure out to a player that, and actually, it's not even a player. It's gonna. It's a segment that I want to bring back, bring back from the past. It's called uh, "You're Benched," and when you're benched, you gotta convince me that you can come off the bench on a bad profile on a player that maybe we we had thought would be good, and uh, we gotta talk our way. In, almost, it's almost like negotiating in trade. You gotta convince me to come off the bench so you can get back on the court. Uh, so with that being said. Uh, you guys can check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join the forums. It helps us to continue to grow. Check out the Listener League. Uh, we have the fantasy basketball, baseball, and football articles that we pump out a lot. Uh, also, make sure you sub-zero. Subscribe that subscribe button. Hit the bell. It's dinner time. Comment below. Hit the thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, LT's putting the hard work behind the channel. He's got the uh, YouTube channel going on today. And also, make sure you guys subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. It's available in pretty much all podcast formats. Let your uh, competitors know in your league if you want to get better. And uh, with that being said, I am now officially ready to take people on for a ride. Jacob, I'll pass you the ball there on the recent news for the first quarter there, brother. All right, brother. Start of the first quarter. We got Wendell Carter Jr. He went down this. uh, He went down tonight. Uh, He was helped to the locker room. Uh, He injured his lower left left leg. It looked to be his ankle. Um, He was actually carried he was carried to the locker room, which is not a good sign. So I'm going to pass the rock to you there, LT. Um, if he's out for a significant amount of time or even a few games, who do you see? Who do you see stepping up? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's going to be unfortunately a collective effort. I don't know if there's a direct person that's going to get more more uh, on the back end. I think they have a couple of young guys there that they might uh, switch between. Uh, I know uh, a, a year or two ago, Cristiano Felicio 
was right. somebody that everyone was looking into as maybe a potential budding star, but he's he's definitely not now. So I don't know if he gets the time. I don't know if they look to the young the young stud Daniel Gafford. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that your boy. Lori Marketing actually may see a lot more availability and time as a big man. Maybe they mm-hmm. move him over to the center spot. I doubt mm-hmm. it, but um, this is a big blow for Chicago. They, I don't know. I'm trying to look to see what their record was. It was 13 and 22, so uh, 23. So I mean, they're not they're not looking to do too much. So <laughs> Starks, what do you think? You think they uh, look to one of these young guns, maybe Gafford? Yeah, you read, you touched up on it. Gafford uh, is a guy that I'm a big backer of in a dynasty format. He was actually inserted into the lineup as soon as uh, Wendell Carter Jr. was helped to the locker room. So this is a situation, and if he's available, he probably is in a redraft format. If you're in a deep league, maybe about the 14 or deeper league, uh, he's actually worth a speculative ad. And honestly, to be quite frank, if you can maybe – if you're – Okay, I wouldn't say risky. I think you might even want to take a chance on him in a 12-man league because when you're helped in the locker room, sometimes you got to just take that risk because if, it's a big if, if Wendell Carter Jr. is potentially out for an extended period of time, then Daniel Gafford could be inserted into the starting lineup. That was already a beautiful sight to see that he was quickly inserted. It wasn't Thaddeus Mm -hmm. Young, which Thaddeus Young is going to get a little bit much of an uptick also. Uh, coming from the bench, but to get Gafford inserted immediately, that's music to our ears, definitely music to my ears, to the listeners' ears as well, too. Again, in a dynasty format, as I've mentioned all in the beginning of this uh, season in the podcast, I want my hands on Daniel, Daniel Gafford if I'm in a deep format uh, because of his potential. He His per 36 number says he's the real deal, and uh, this is unfortunate for Wendell Carter Jr., I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he has been injured a lot, you know, through his career in that short career that he's had. Uh, hopefully he's not going to be out for in a long time, but uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated if there's any news that comes up as far as what we're recording. Jacob, your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, you know, it's funny because Wendell Carter Jr., it always seems like he has like five different injuries, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, this just adds on to the, to, to the, to injury list. So I would assume that they would just let him rest and just let him rest his injuries for at least a few more games, even if it's not that severe. Um, but I agree with both of you gentlemen in that Gafford is the guy that I want to own here for his blocks and his field goal percentage. And I'm sure that his points and rebounds will go up inevitably if he gets some more time. Uh, so moving on, uh, we got Zion Williamson is expected to play five on five with players during Tuesday's practice. Now, uh, now the owner said that he needs to practice a lot with the team before he would even consider him, uh, making a return. Uh, so I'm going to fast pass the ball to you there. Starks. Do you see him coming back soon? Do you think they'll take their sweet time? What do you think? I think they're going to take their sweet time. And honestly, if you have him in an IL spot, IR spot, I'm going to be honest with you. I would, as soon as he gets the opportunity to, to play, you know, I know a lot of people were like, oh, who do I hurry up and drop? I'm going to be honest with you. I would keep him in an IL spot yeah. for a few games to see how, or yeah, a few games to see how things work out because he's not going to come off the, you know, and start or even come, if he even starts, he's not going to get 20 plus minutes. Could he? I mean, potentially, but I wouldn't want to take that risk. If you need those wins for the week, um, I would be hosting him on my bench until I'm comfortable of seeing more minutes from him. 
I think they're going to handle him with kid gloves. LT, what's your thoughts, man? Mm-hmm. Same, man. I got the same thoughts. Um, maybe All Star break. He might be. That might be. This might be a post All Star break start for Zion. Give him mm-hmm. that time off. Get him some time with the team. Get him up to speed, and then play him for the remainder two, three months of the season. I, I think. I think that's what they're looking at. So um, if you can, if you have him in the IL like I do in two leagues, um, uh, just keep mm-hmm. him there. Over to you, White Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a as a Zion owner uh, in a dynasty league, I would I would be happy if he returns at all. You know, it it just seems that the Pelicans really want to hold him as long as they can. But personally, I think that Zion will beg. He will beg to come back onto the court. So I so I do think that he does come back. And I think the All Star break, like you said, LT is a solid shot, which is around February thirteenth. So. Hold on until then. Uh, hopefully, we just keep getting some positive news there. Um, next news is that the Kings reportedly are not shopping Bogdan Bogdanovich, even though there was report this morning that the Lakers were interested. Uh, so I'm going to pass the rock back to you there, LT. Do you think this is a smokescreen, or do you think uh, that the Kings actually want to uh, want to keep him? Smoke screen is a smoke screen because anybody like, especially Bogdan, he's a good player, right? But if they're at the right price, at the right price, people are available. Uh, so yeah. Bogdan, I don't think he's untouchable on the Kings. Now, if we're talking about Bagley, if we're talking about um, De'Aaron Fox, if this was a report about those guys, I would mm-hmm. actually believe them because they're you know they're invested in those guys. But right. Bogdan. I don't see them being that invested in his uh, long term. Uh, so if they come in the right price, any team, to be honest, come in with the right price, it, it, they'll ship on my, I, I think. I think it's smokescreen. What you think, Starks? Um, I think he's a good player, right? Mm. So in a, in a sense, and I think there was, this kind of ties well with the Lakers too, because I think, I don't know if you guys heard, I think there was a little bit of a rumor that uh, Kuz, the Kuz, Kyle yeah. Kuzma mm-hmm. could be going to the Kings, right? So, yeah. Could this be a move potentially to get him? And mm-hmm. the thing is, I mean, this is not going to be someone something that people want to hear, but I'm just going to be straight honest. I, I'm just a bold type of GM when it comes to fantasy leagues. In a redraft league, Bayon or no, Tubog, he's better to me than Kuzma, mm-hmm. right? In, okay. a, in a redraft league. That's just my opinion, right? Because he doesn't just give you points, right? He actually does other things. He can... He could come off the bench and really get you and facilitate and give you some assists. He can hit you some threes from time to time. Now, maybe this season he's been kind of in a situation where he hasn't been happy in Sacramento off and on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, could he, you know, could he potentially get moved? He could. Um, I honestly think. Uh, I think he. I think he. I wouldn't be surprised if he got moved. But essentially, what was that question, Jacob? Do I think it's a smokescreen on? Say, say that again. I'm sorry. Do you think? Do you think that the Kings actually want to keep him, or do you think it's a smokescreen, or like a chance for the Kings to drive up the price? I think it could be a chance to drive up the price, um, and I think he's a little bit older too, so right. he's not like the youngest guy. So mm-hmm. I could essentially see them potentially move him and to, to, to try to drive up the price. What's your thoughts, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my thoughts exactly. Uh, like you said, I think he's around 28 years old. Um, so, and Kuzma is around 21. So it's like, okay, so I assume that the Lakers just offered straight up 
you know, what do you think about a swap Kuzma for Bogdan? And the Kings were probably like, we're going to need a little bit more than that. And, and the Lakers wouldn't do it. So I think it's a smokescreen to try to drive up that price with the Lakers. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Um, so, uh, Next on the news is that Drew Holiday, uh, he didn't play tonight because of a bruised left elbow. Uh, now, he took a tough spill last Saturday. Uh, he fell directly on his elbow. Uh, there was really, like, on Saturday night, there was no word that he was going to miss some time. Uh, he was a surprise questionable tag on Sunday. So, uh, I'm going to pass the ball to you there, Starks. Do you think this is cause for concern, or do you think this is just like a one-game absence? I, I absolutely believe this is a concern, right? Because what are the Pelicans playing for at this point in time? That's already – listen, if any team that come, almost becomes a wasteland team, it's not to say the Pelicans are, but they kind of look like it right now. So in that sense, you know, when they're a team that hasn't been winning the best – well, not even winning the best. They just haven't really been winning. So somewhat of uh, a, a star in Drew Holiday that's a little bit of a veteran, they're going to play more of the younger talent. You know, what do they have to play him for? Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, the potential of him, you know, the rumors has been out that he might get traded, right? So they're going to handle him with kid gloves. So I think that makes sense. Now, in a redraft format, anybody that owns him, I'm going to be honest with you. If you could try to dial a GM and try to trade him and maybe, and I know this is like, this is like reverse psychology, but if you're in a deep redraft league, I would try to get two, maybe top 50-ish players if mm-hmm. you could pull that off for him. Uh and, you know, in hope for the best because Drew Holiday, I, and I have him actually in a deep uh, redraft league, and I'm not confident in, in his situation. He was going in the top 15 or better in redraft leagues, so uh, it, it's unfortunate. You know, LT, what's your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, it's a cause for concern because a sore left elbow, uh, I would imagine that if the Pelicans were actually, you know, playing for something, He's, he's probably it's probably a playable through a play through injury, right? Probably doesn't take that much time. These questionable tags. Also, you got to think about it. Um, Drew Holiday has been in some trade rumors as well, so you can, mm-hmm. you can imagine maybe the team is trying to keep him nice and nice and uh, safe um, in order to put him on that trade market because mm-hmm. it, Drew Holiday is getting into the time of his career where he's looking for rings. And the Pelicans are in that time where they're trying to grow and build from, you know, from young, young, young talent. And so they'll, they'll, they just got conflicting, you know, timetables here. So I, I just feel like Drew's going to be I feel like that, that he's a definite high trade chip um, come either this either draft draft time, draft deadline. I'm sorry, trade deadline or next year um, during the draft. Uh, just look out for Drew probably getting moved. But that's my thoughts. What you think, White Knight? You guys literally took the words right out of my mouth. So there's really nothing else to say. Um, I definitely think it's just it's just a combo of trying to maybe trade him and making sure that the injury doesn't get worse. Um, and there's nothing to play for. So I absolutely agree with the both of you. Um, so last on the news on the news docket uh, is that Davis Bertans uh, his. Uh, he is reportedly expected to return to the floor this weekend. Um, we know that the starting lineup tonight was just a, I mean, if you look at it, it looked like a bunch of scrubs. Like it was like, uh, still the ball real quick. Absolutely. Uh, just got a report, uh, that Wendell Carter jr. He had x-rays. It looks like his 
He sustained a right ankle sprain, so x-rays were negative, so that's good news uh, for those that haven't redraft formats. But go ahead, Jacob. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's all good. That's good. I mean, I mean, that's good news. I So with that news, it sounds like it's not that serious. Do you think you would still pick up Gafford? Um, this Obviously, with this news coming out as we're recording, I wouldn't aggressively try to pick him up, but in a deeper mm-hmm. format, I would. In a 12-man league, I wouldn't even think about really picking him up at this point now. But in a deeper format, you might be able to squeeze a game out of him. Or mm-hmm. actually a gamer or a couple. Actually, no. If it's negative, with Wendell Carter Jr. now, I'm thinking about it. It's almost like you know he's going to miss a few games. So I would actually still pick him up. Uh, in a 14-man league, 12-man league, it's it's solely up to how the team is built for your, right. for your squad. Right on, Starks. Absolutely. So to go back to Davis Berton's returning tonight's starting lineup because Buell was out was Isaiah Thomas, Gary Payton the second, Jordan McRae, Jonathan Williams, and Ian Mahinmi. I mean that just I don't know how the game's going. We can look at that later, but oh, they actually beat the Celtics tonight. Wow, that that is <laughs> surprising because I would have expected them to get demolished tonight, but wow, 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 they rallied. Um, but to go back to Davis Bertans, I think that the Wizards really, really need him. I mean, I mean, it's a welcome sight, and he was going off before the injury. So I'm going to pass the ball to you there, LT. Do you think? Uh, do you think that Davis Bertans is coming at the right time, like for like his fantasy owners? Like, if you were to see him on your free agent uh, waiver wire, would you pick him up? Man, if he's Bert, I'm Ernie. I'm picking him up right away, <laughs> right away. This is my guy. Well, uh, yeah, uh, or or maybe he's passing the Berton uh, in, in a relay gosh. race. Um, either one, <laughs> either one. Pick him <laughs> up. I, what I'm trying to say, guys, is pick him up. He yeah. is a deadly shooter from three. He can carry you. Like Stark said, the threes are, you know, you can get them at a high clip off the waiver wire. Um, that's not like a premium, you know, point anymore. But the way that he does that at a clip and his high efficiency, he doesn't hurt you anywhere else. He, I love this guy um, on your team. Uh, he's definitely a, what we used to call a glue guy uh, back in the day. Uh, I see Mr. Bretons <laughs> as a glue guy. What do you think, Starks? Yeah. Oh, this dude has been really impressive this year. I, I mean, we can juice the orange on him all day because he's he's definitely been worth it, you know, especially if you picked him up from the waiver wire. I know we've talked about maybe the waiver wire pickup of the year. It could be like Devontae Graham or Kendrick Nunn. But Bertans could be mentioned in this too, to be honest with you. And honestly, we can also talk about homes on homes. The list can go on and on on waiver wire ads, but Bertans has been a, a sweet ad. Now, I know, like you kind of mentioned, LT, the three-pointers. But like you said, I agree with you. Surprisingly, again, he's hitting the three-pointers at a high clip, and you got to yeah. respect it. For a big man and center at that, so you love what he's doing. Uh, it's unfortunate because he didn't play this game, or did he? No, I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you got to have him for, for this year, and, uh, you know, that's my thoughts. Love the guy, too, Jacob. Oh, I love him as well. Um, the only thing that concerns me, he's killing it for, as you would say, Starks, a wasteland team. But he is mm-hmm. – uh, there are some trade rumors. Uh, you know, like the 76ers are interested in him. The Hawks are interested. Lakers, Celtics, and Nuggets. Um, you know, mm-hmm. every – basically every every team that wants and needs him, <laughs> you know, like wants him. So – um, I would be concerned if he goes to a team that's loaded, although he could be a nice streamer for threes. Like 
he's like he's like a top 50 top 75 player in washington but if he gets moved um he's definitely yeah. he, he's definitely going to be like the fourth or, you know like the fourth or fifth option so if he does come back and kills it I might suggest that you try to sell him high before he gets traded, even though it's not for certain that he does get traded. So it definitely is a risk. But um, those yeah, are just yeah. my thoughts. Uh, I don't real know. Quick, yeah. Real quick, I was going to steal the ball too. Real quick, on top of that, just just uh, jumping on with you guys because I think we're all juicing this on Bertans. I mean, just to juice it a little bit more. Top mm-hmm. thirty-eight currently in the nine cat category lead. So wow. he's a, <laughs> inside the top forty. Crazy in the three-point rate. 3.8 three-pointers a game. So Crazy. although, you know, we talk oh. about three-pointers, you know, as long as you're at 1.5, that's that's average. Like, this dude is hitting almost four, right? What's that? Mm-hmm. That's even probably better than Buddy Hield. So that's just something to look at as a big man. And, again, at the age of 27, uh, for Bertans, you know, I think that he could potentially get moving. I think, Jacob, you made a good point. At his age, if he stays in Washington – you know, you got to look at potentially of the load management. You might want to sell, but if he gets traded to a right team, he could be in the right spot. But my bad, man. I just want to give you the back the ball after that, brother. That's solid, brother. Absolutely. Um, so, with all that news, it's going to come to an end, and the first quarter has officially ended. Okay. okay. And the second quarter, and actually, I meant to bring this up, and that's probably why I have the glasses on is the villain in glasses, uh, Blake Griffin. Oh man. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know. If he, I don't know if that report is true or if I seen it because I was at work. But I just want to make sure I confirm with you guys. Did it say he was going to have a season-ending surgery? Is that correct? He's contemplating. Yeah, he's, he's contemplating. He's contemplating. Right. Right. Which is <sighs> just because his play was all all already down, and he probably wants to save himself for next year with the Pistons not doing anything. So, yeah. It, I don't know. It, it, yeah. It, what I will say in his, which I mean, it's not a good thing, but it, it may it may look better on him if he's been dealing with this injury since he started, since he came back. I could explain why his play's been, you know, subpar, like suit, like really bad, like it, like like you stated, Starks. We we were talking about a huge regression. He was mm-hmm. playing really bad, even for Blake Griffin. He's still he's <laughs> you know he's still a very you know I'm I'm not trying to be funny, but he's still a he's mm-hmm. a good player. Like he was playing. Yeah really bad so it's like um you know if, if he was ha- dealing with this nagging injury the whole season i would explain why his play has been subpar he he was already he started the season injured came back maybe maybe he shouldn't have maybe he should have stayed out a little bit longer got healthier and maybe came back too early to try to you know there's probably a lot of talk about you know him and that injury so um but yeah he he might be out for another season and that's just Another year for him to regress. So I, I don't. Yeah, Blake is. Yeah, it's not looking good, man. Yeah, yeah. I gotta stop. I need to stop writing individual articles on players. <laughs> I, I've been putting juju on them. And this have. this one was one of the. <laughs> this one has definitely been one of the worst. And honestly, like Isaac, at least Booker has been back. But Booker, even as yeah. soon as I wrote about him, that same day later, someone <laughs> someone reached out to me. Was like, he said, man. He was so, he was like angry. He's like, "Why did you write this, man? Why this is what happens when you write? <laughs> like you you made Booker get hurt, man. You should have wait waited. Like, huh? Like, how am I supposed to wait? How am I supposed to know that? But you know, you know, it's 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 all good. Love you anyway, there, brother. But right. um, let's <laughs> exactly. So let's transition to Blake. I hope hopefully it gets better though. Um, yeah. If if he does take this, you know, 
season if he makes the decision to you know take that season ending surgery uh, that 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 know. team's that team's about to blow up. I, I have a feeling that team's about to get. I, I have feeling too. Yeah, You're I feel right. like I feel like. I, yeah, man, Drummond's gone. You feel like Drummond's gone. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Drummond's gone. I feel like Blake. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Blake's gonna go in the off season. Um, I, I feel like that team's gonna look super different next year. I feel like Reggie Jackson. I don't even know what Reggie is. Reggie Jackson even play anymore for that team? <laughs> in the league? Like, yeah, like what is he? Oh, I know. It's crazy. Like, I, yeah, I think that team just looks completely different next year. Which is why, uh, like Stark said yesterday, we all need to add Duan Booyah, right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. That's right. That's cool, indeed. And and Christian Wood, you know, Christian you guys got to pick up those dudes. You got to pick up those players immediately. Uh, they, they could be potentially league winners, those type of players right there uh, for the playoffs. So, yeah, transition into the you know second quarter. And actually, I meant to mention the, the dynasty format guy that I'm going to say for the third quarter. I think it has to be mentioned is uh, Jacob's uh, guy that, I, I'm gonna be honest with you in the industry. I think you were the only person to talk about him, at least on a positive note. And it's uh, Kelly Oubre this year. He's been blowing up, but we'll talk about that like during my clutch or clutch shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game that I wanted to play is uh, the bench segment. So you can almost consider this showing our our you know wouldn't even say skills because we're not the best traders. Although you know some people consider me the villain in glasses when it comes to trades. Uh, but you know that's fine. So in this bench segment, I want these gentlemen here to kind of convince me of getting back into the game. And what that's going to consist of is I'm going to bring a player on the court, or actually he's on the bench right now, and I want them to try to convince me that they can get this player back in the game. And what I mean by that is, do they, you know, this person, can this player be a better player at the end of the season? Okay. So the first guy up, I'm going to pass the ball to Jacob. The guy that I want to talk about here that is on the bench is Lou Sweet Lou Williams. Mm. His overall rating right now is 126 overall. He's taken a dip in points. Uh he's taken a dip in field goal percentage. His uh free mm. throw percentage has taken a dip a little bit. His usage rate has dropped six points from last year. And that's a massive drop uh at 28 he was 34% last year usage rate now it's 28% this year. And uh last year just to give you a heads up he was ranked 44 last year, and right now he's ranked again to 126. I need you to try to convince me to get back in the game that you're going to play better. So if you could, Jacob, let me know what he could do to get better. This all year. right, all right. Well, sweet Lou Williams, man, he's one of the best. Uh, he's one of the best six men players ever, right? He uh, his field goal percentage is definitely down this year, but over the past three games. Uh, he has played 30 minutes, 25 minutes, and then 35 minutes. He's made three threes, one three, and then six threes. Um, you know, he's he is averaging about 28 points over those last three. Uh, and those assists are up. You know, like he, uh, he, he dished out five assists, seven assists, and then this last game he dished out nine assists. So it seems like, it seems like over the past three games, his arrow is starting to point up um, and he doesn't lack confidence. His last quote here, it says, I'm the goat next to all of the superstars. I'm your favorite player's favorite player. So he doesn't lack confidence. Wow. He's, yeah. Right. <laughs> He's the goat, man. Forget MJ. He, he, he is MJ's favorite player, you know? 
he is LeBron's favorite player. So, you know, I still think he has all the opportunity with Paul George, you know, like sort of sort of being uh, load managed, uh, Kawhi already load managed, you know, like the Clippers need him night in and night out. So his usage is going to stay steady and it's going to skyrocket every time one of those guys are out. So I would definitely try to buy low on him. Uh, So I definitely think he needs to come off the bench and start for his starts. What do you think? Let me ask you one more question on top of that. What do you think he finishes this season? So what did you say? Where is he currently at? He's currently at 123. He's I think I think he rallies and finishes probably somewhere in the low 90s to high 80s. Um, correct now, correction 126 currently go ahead i'm okay. sorry <laughs> okay yeah yeah i still think that he rallies he yeah, he, like he gets that field goal percentage up while getting those assists up i think it's so low because his turnovers are pretty high right now uh and like you said his field goal percentage is down i think uh i think those two will kind of normalize as he goes back to his scoring ways, his three point ways. Um, so I'm not too worried about him. I would definitely look to buy low if you can. Um, so I would definitely get him off the bench there. Okay. And then you said you, you had him pegged at probably around the 90 ish range that he finishes at yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I will give my, I will give my full standard and, and results um, after, after this contest. Uh, now, LT, getting off of Lou Williams, there's another player that I want you to go ahead and you can sift through as well. Uh, the player that I want to bring up is actually a guy that <laughs> you uh, want, you wanted to choose this guy over uh, Jacob's boy marketing. So this is interesting, right? So I'm sure Jacob's ears is perked up to hear about this guy that he feels like it's going to be better even in the future. And it's Kevin Herter. I already know who right? it is. Perfect. Oh, you already typing <laughs> it. Was already typing so it. Kevin Herter, he was already ready. Kevin Herter, right? So he's been out a lot of this season. And to be honest with you, uh, he's ranked 122 this season currently. Played 26 games. Uh, Last year, he was ranked 181. So he's got a little bit better, right? But my question is to you is, do you think he gets better? Or do you think this is a facade in your way? What, What is your thoughts? I want you to convince me that he needs to get on the court and that I need you to convince me that he'll, he'll play better than what he's doing right now. Of course. First of all, Starks, he was born in New York. So he has, he already has a winner's attitude. He already has, he was born in the uh, concrete jungle itself. Albany. Wait a second. That's not the, yeah, oh, no, just okay. kidding. Albany. Not, not the con- <laughs> that's not the concrete jungle, but it, it, it's upstate New York, a little higher, higher upstate. But listen, he has that mentality, right? Look at, look at his last game season high. It's 26 points. I told you guys before about Kevin Herter. He's just getting started. He has to stop being ouchy, right? I know you're worried about that. You, you're scared to pick him off that bench because he gets ouchy a lot but guess what he's getting healthier and healthier the hawks they're putting time into him when he comes back guess what they took off that limit tag they said you're too good for us to keep you limited to 20 to 25 minutes so guess what now he's playing 41 minutes (laughs) 41 minutes he played and guess what he had a season high so when as long as he's on the court 
you got a player. You can't bench that guy. You can't bench Kevin Horder, man. Not anymore. Maybe earlier when he was getting 20 to 25, they were putting the, you know, the shackles on his feet, shackles on his arms. But guess what? He broke free, Amistad style. He's ready, he's here, and he's going, he's going to change your life when he's on your fantasy squad. Love it. Okay, that's that's all right. So let me ask you this: on top of that, real okay. quick, LT, mm-hmm. where does he finishes uh, finish at the, the the rest of the season this year? You think? Two things. One is a prediction, okay. and the second one is a statement. The first prediction, <laughs> the first the prediction, say he ends up top eighty this year, top eighty. Okay. The statement: he will finish higher than Lou Williams. Mm. Oh. Mm. All right, so this is this this battle. I'm just going to leave it for these two guys because we got. We, I almost want to bring up two players, but let me say this real quick for both of you guys. I I got to let you guys pass. I think you guys both come off the bench. Just barely. You guys barely made it because I'm I'm a I'm a guy that is really picky, and what I mean by that is I can think of Jacob saying. I'm paraphrasing it. You know, he said Michael Jordan, who, right? He mentioned that about <laughs> Lou Williams, right? And then I can nitpick on LT and say, hey, you know, he's from New York, so he's he's born bred a winner, right? No, he's from New York. I don't I don't care if you met upstate. I don't care. He's from the Knicks. I, I'm gonna just think Knicks. If you say New York, I'm gonna think of the Nick and Bockers. But no, you guys did a great job. I appreciate that. That was good uh content there for sure. That was that was excellent. Um so yeah, I'll just say this real quick. I think Kevin Herter is going to be a he's going, his his overall is going to be better. I agree with you there for sure, LT. Uh, Jacob, I agree with you also. I believe that Lou Williams is going to get better this season too, just because of you know, like you had mentioned, I, I definitely enjoyed it, the load management uh, that comes with it mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Paul George and Kawhi Kawhi Leonard. So he, he's not afraid to take the shot, right? We know Sweet mm-hmm. Lou is going to take the shots. Then Kevin Herter, you know, LT, kind of like you mentioned, just segueing into that. We know Herter. Is going to he, you t- like you said they took the training wheels off him. The minutes restriction is not it's not available. It's it's right. lifted, so he can do whatever he wants, right? And he's almost a de facto guard if it's not Trey Young. So he's gonna. It just makes sense for his overall to get better. Obviously, we're going to be concerned with the uh, injury bug, but I, I'm not too concerned. He's definitely a player that I like, and I I thought it was uh, interesting. I, I'm just going to give you guys. If I had to say who did better, I, I can't say. I'll say it's almost a tie, but I thought it was funny that LT said, and I like the statement that he, he was bold. He said he's going to be better than Sweet Lou the rest of the season. So that is something I want to keep the feather in all of our hats to remember at the end of the season. So good job. <laughs> good job, guys. You guys nailed it. So we can go ahead and transition to uh, LT. Actually, if you want to run the third quarter, just touch up on maybe just two or three games real quick, and uh, we can kind of just go on to the clutch shots after that, brother. Yeah, definitely. We'll do a couple. We'll do um, some high-scoring ones. It's probably more funner to cover. Real quick, have you guys saw what uh, Lou Williams named his son? Oh, no. Is it Goat? No, he named his son Six because <laughs> he's a six man, six man, the best six man to ever do it. We named his oh, son Six. Man. Gosh. Six. Gosh. Hey, hey, after you said that quote, do you I believe that he would do something like that. I, even even before that quote, 
And oh, look, it's the Hawks against the Denver again, Denver Nuggets. <laughs> We're going to touch up on this game real quick. Um, <laughs> All right. You know why? Because Kevin, what the? It came out to play tonight. He oh. had a big game last night, 41 points. But guess what? I mean, 41 minutes. And guess what? This night, 33 minutes. So he's consistent. Look at him matching Trey Young, 8 for 12. With Trey Young, 8 mm. for 12. Six threes from Horta tonight. Uh, eight rebounds. Mm. <laughs> One steal. Huh, didn't get you a block, but he 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 can uh, if he's playing defense that night. <laughs> 22 points. I love this guy, man. And uh, what do you uh, – White Knight, you see anything on Atlanta's side that you like? Oh, man. Yeah, man. Herder had himself a day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh I actually wanted to bounce over to the Nuggets side. I'm not a fan yeah. of Gary Harris going going 36 minutes, and then he went two for 12, mm. 0 for six from three. I mean, is this? I mean, every time he shows us a little bit of something like, "Oh, this is why we draft him. This is why we draft him." He has this stinker game. So I got to be honest. I'm fed up with him in 12 man leagues, and uh, I'm thinking hard about that a drop in 14 man leagues. So. That's all I got to say with the Nuggets side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hey, I want to add, Lewis just tried to trade me Gary Harris in our Dynasty League, man. Lewis, Lewis. Who's the guy from the Knicks? Man, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Randall? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julius Randall. Ju- Orange wow. Julius. He was trying to sell Gary Harris to me, too, while he was out. Hey, Lewis was over here trying to sell Gary Harris to me. Look at this. Look at this game. Two for 12. Oh, man, it's gross. What is it's happening hard, hard. to him? He's like, oh, he's, he, 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 he was like, oh, Gary Harris turns it on at the end of the year. All right, Lewis. Good pitch. Good pitch. Anyways, <laughs> Starks, anything on? I mean, there is one line that sticks out that I saw earlier. On the Nuggets uh, side, cool. The the Nuggets side, the Joker man. The Joker man. He's, he's been cool. He, the Joker's been struggling this season, supposedly, you know, in a way. But we kept saying, like, just buy low on this guy. Look at this yeah. game: forty-seven points, very efficient. You know, eleven for six at the charity stripe. You know, you, you'll still take that. I mean, you, if you're going to give me that many points, then you're not you're not going to really nitpick. But I don't understand your boy, Will Barton. For some reason, he still puts up these games, LT. Yes, I just never understand. Yes, He's up, he's up there I, I just with, with, with late-round draft picks, man. Just what a, what a value I got from him, man. He's been, he's been cooking. Yeah, you definitely cut coupons if you got him. Now, let me say this. I, 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 and again, it's not to be throw shade, but I just, like I said, don't be prisoners of the moment. And it's Michael Porter Jr., right? He had that game. It's like he never missed a shot, 11 for 12. Now, he had 20 minutes. The good thing is he's getting the minutes, right? Four points. He didn't really do too much else, right? Um, so, like I said, people were rushing like in a 10-man, 12-man league. They were like, oh, man, I'm picking this guy up. He's about to be the truth. Like, no, man, you, you got you to gotta be patient. Dynasty formats is a little bit different. I mean, you definitely got to have him on your team. But, but I wouldn't be – honestly, if, you, if I had him in a dynasty format and he had, had that game, when he was like 11 for 12, I would have tried to sell him like hotcakes after that game just because, right? And just look at the last couple games that he's had. Denver is so loaded. It just depends on if they, right. uh, you know, decide to make a, a move in Denver in particular, especially like we talked about Gary Harris. Harris, I, I agree with you guys. Like, 
like Jacob, I, I think me and you can agree. Like we felt like he could have had a bounce back season this year, but right. just not happening. Unfortunately, Gary Harris, uh, that, that's all I got, LT. That, that's unfortunate, yeah. man. Yeah, no, no problem, man. Well, we're going to switch over to the Utah-New Orleans game, and we got 128 to 126. Close matchup, and Utah comes out with the W. But I want to go over to one of our guys here um, in the New Orleans side, Starks, and I, wanted, I want to get your take. I said something yesterday that you kind of you kind of shook your head at, but you didn't you didn't refute it. Brandon Ingram becoming a superstar. How do you feel about this game? He keeps he keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. Thirty five points, one block, one steal, five assists, eight rebounds, eight for eight from the charity line, three snipes. This is a per, this is a LeBron esque performance from Brandon Ingram. How do you feel about him, and can he keep this going? Uh, I, like I said, I, I'm going to continue to eat my crow. Um, it, it makes sense. I, I'm trying to pull up his information real quick to, to dive a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll say this about Brandon Ingram. I, I called him a scrub last year, and I felt like he, he was going <laughs> over his head this season as well, too. But honestly, he keeps doing it. You got to respect him for what it is. I thought in a points league, and I know Jacob, I think from my understanding, Jacob's article, he had him, you know, for a points league. So he he was back in a points league in a in a nine cat category league. I don't think he was. I know I wasn't for sure, wasn't even about that business. But what he's doing, uh, for you to mention he's a superstar, it makes me it makes me sick, right? <laughs> he's he's 22 years old, and I don't know why I had a hard time finding him because I I guess listen, I, I really thought when I was been looking for him, I was just like, where is he at? It's because he's been doing so good. He's been a top 12 player. Like I didn't expect that. And it's making right. me really, it's making me really ill in my stomach. <laughs> it, I, it's, I, I can't, fa- I cannot fathom this. This dude is hitting three pointers. Like it's nobody's business. 2.43 pointers a game. If you would have told me Brandon Ingram was going to do that, I would have told you that you're lying. Not only that, but this free throw percentage is outrageous. He's mm-hmm. always been hovering around the 68, 67 range. This dude is, what, he's 86% this year. Like, I did not see that coming. That's a big mm-hmm. jump. That is a massive jump. And, uh, you know, going on this ISO tangent, because I, I have to eat my crow. I, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm really wrong on Brandon Ingram. And to be honest with you, there's been a lot of players. This has been a weird year in the NBA when it comes to fantasy. I, I, I Like I said, I'll eat my crow. I was wrong on a lot of players this year, especially like Jalen Brown. That's another guy that comes mm. in mind. Especially, I mean, we know about DSJ. I'm like, the, I, that was like the biggest jump that I just thought, like out the wind, like that was going to happen. But Jalen Brown, I didn't see that coming. But anyways, Brandon Ingram to get back on this, that 86% in the free throw line, you know, in a NICAT category league, just to kind of share you the, the mind of how I play fantasy, I love free throw percentage, man. And I don't punt that. I, I try not to. And for him to shoot at this clip at a decent rate, he's taken five attempts, almost six attempts a game. That's not, I'm not saying he's hard in the ask at all, but he's getting to the charity stripe a lot at that free throw shot. And I see him, he was eight for eight today too. So I'm just like, gosh, what has made this man change? They made the comparisons. I know you guys are familiar. When he came out at the draft, they had mentioned, oh, he's going to be like a, a KD, he's like a KD guy. I'm just like, man, you guys, shut up. There's no way that this can happen. Now, I'm not saying he's, he's like a KD guy, but what he's doing right now is outrageously. In, do I think it's sustainable? Man, I, I don't think a top 12. Can he be a top 12 the rest of this season? 
I still don't want to believe it. But like I was saying earlier this year, I was kept laughing on my like a little girl, like, oh man, top 50. <laughs> I was chuckling like a little girl, like, no way, I'm gonna sell them. And look, the joke is on me, right? We even, I, I, and I just think about like LT, we gave LT a hard time. You know, uh, me and Jacob, I remember earlier in the yeah. podcast, we talked about Triple J. Like, the LT, you take Triple J, man. Don't don't think about, don't you shouldn't have to think about that. You take Triple J, you don't right. hold on to Ingram or however the trade was. If you had Triple J or vice versa, you, you're going to get Triple J. But the joke is on us, man. Do I think he's going to, and here's the, here's the real question in a dynasty format. I will ask everybody this that's with me tonight because this one's hard to take in. I don't even know how to answer this, but Jacob, I want to put you on the spot. And LT, I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but Jacob, uh, I got to ask you this. Dynasty format, do you take Triple J or you or do you take Brandon Ingram, man? I got to know. Oh, <laughs> in dynasty format, Triple J or Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yep, just just repeat it again. Repeat the question again. Oh, man. God, give you some more time. <laughs> yeah, I am Stalin. I am Stalin, like like Joseph over here. Joseph Stalin. Um, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yes, wait, what happened? <laughs> um, you know what? If I if I had the opportunity right now, I was holding either one. I would want to go with Brandon Ingram, and that's so crazy to say <laughs> due to age. You know, because like I think like Jaron Jackson's still like nineteen or twenty, but mm-hmm. but uh, he's not doing as well as we thought this year. So it's like uh so Brandon Ingram is just going on this tear. So I mean, if I saw that, I'm going to go with the Ingram side, which is crazy to say, <laughs> man. I feel dirty. Let's <laughs> see. Who do you take, man? I think I know the answer. Yeah, you know, you know the answer because guess what? <laughs> guess what? I listened What's to you up? clowns and didn't make that trade at the beginning of the year, <laughs> and now I'm stuck with Triple J and having to watch Brandon Ingram be a top twelve player. <laughs> that, that, that's what I. Think. That's what I. Think. <laughs> that's that's what I think. So yes, I would take Brandon Ingram because my gut feeling was that he's arrived, and guess what? He's arrived. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, but I, that's that's one. Oh, that's why I picked this game just to get your idea on that. Um, uh, Utah Joe Joe Ingles, um, he's continuing to play well. Um, yeah. Very interested to see if when Conley comes back, if they don't bring him off the bench. I I, I can't. I, they've been playing better with Joe yeah. Ingles in the starting lineup. Um, and uh, running the point, Donovan Mitchell running the point, and Joe Ingles playing that two-guard position. They've been playing better. Uh, Joe Ingles, six assists tonight. He can, he can, he can facilitate the rock. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't, the way, I don't know. This is, if, uh, if Blake Griffin's regressing, we may have seen, like Stark said earlier, a Conley regression as well, and uh, it comes mm-hmm. at the a worst time. Clarkson's coming in, and he's killing it. Uh, being a good guy off the bench for them the last couple of games. So uh, I, I think it might be uh, <laughs> dark times for Conley. What do you guys think? Oh, man, I, I think you I think you said everything that needed to be said on my side. Um, mm-hmm. Conley, man, I, I feel bad for those GMs. I know you have him in one of your leagues. Yeah. Um, in a 10-man league, in a redraft 10-man league, hopefully you dropped him. You know, it doesn't – it feels it feels dirty. It feels gross to drop you just say you drop Conley. Like, Conley, we know what he's been for years, but 
you can't hold on to these players anymore in a very shallow league um, dynasty format. You're, you're stuck, man. You, you know, you're stuck like Chuck at this point in time, because if you try to sell him, you're not going to get too much. You're going to get pennies. Um, Jacob, what's your thoughts, man? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never owned Conley. So um, I just think <laughs> yeah, I've just never trusted him. You know, he always, he always seemed old to me. I don't know. Um, I guess it's because he was always on that slow paced offense with Marcus all on the Grizzlies. Probably. But um, yeah, uh, I still think he gets that starting spot back. I just hope that Ingles does stay like, uh, like LT said, and Royce O'Neal goes to the bench. Uh, because if that happens, then they're starting five looks scary. Uh, so that's all I got to say about that. Nah, Royce the five nine has the cephalosha tag. You you can't tie. He's untouchable. <laughs> he has the cephalosha tag. He's in there whether he's good or not. Doesn't matter. He's in there for defense. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah. Real quick, uh, I just want to mention real quick. Chicago, our your guy Lori Markkinen had a game. Uh, White Knight, uh, twenty six points, nine rebounds, Ooh, one one steal, two for two from charity, four snipes. 10 for 18. Love. So love to see love. that. Um, also on the other side, we gotta, we gotta continue to, uh, uh relinquish greatness, a triple dub for Luka Doncic. Um, Ooh. 10 re 11 rebounds, 10 assists and 38 points from Luka Doncic. Man. 38 points. Well, I will. I definitely will have, uh, I know you guys are probably patient with me. The Dynasty um, fighter, I will have that this week or yeah. next week, and Luca's on there. So hopefully, it, it's funny ever. It is funny because like I was writing about him before his injury, like <laughs> before. <laughs> hopefully, when it's actually complete, he doesn't get hurt. Um, this is crazy. So uh, the, the, who he's going against? I just go ahead and share. Oh, uh, sweet. So who he's going against, it, it almost seems like it makes sense to say uh, that you would think he would automatically win. But it's uh, it's one of LT's originals, Alphabet Soup. He's going to go against Greek Freak in his Dynasty article. So how I'm going to do this article in particular is, if you guys are familiar with uh, Fantasy Combat that I did last year, it's Dynasty Fighter now. Uh, but it, I'm, I take two players, but it's going to be more current players. And I'm going to give them a three-round fight. And what I mean by that, those three rounds is going to be pretty much consistently of it, it, the basis is basically the first year, second year, and third year, in which that's how the rounds are going to be. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I already have the winner in mind. I know it seems like, I just say this on the record, I know universally, since the echo of hype train seems to be Luca, but I'm going to be honest with you guys, just wait and really see the results and how I look at it, because you can't just already assume that the winner is what it is because you got to, you got to at least take this in consideration. It's a nine cat category league. And sometimes if you're punting, you might be kind of surprised at what, uh, just to kind of share a little bit of a cheat code for you. The number one player, if you put free throw percentage is actually Greek freak right now. So think about that. And at the same time, Luca, we know he's a top five player, but again, if you were to punt Greek freak is actually better this year, but I just want to at least save that nugget for you. But look out for that article. Like I said, it'll be either this week or next week. It'll be done. I promise. Um, we'll just touch up on. Oh, no, well, no, no. Actually, I'm done. I'm done. No, we're, we can move yeah. forward. That okay. was the main games. I'm just siphoning through for the listeners who are watching YouTube if they want to look at some of these scores. Sure. But you can continue. 
Sure. So we're going to start wrapping things up here. Um, appreciate, appreciate you guys. This, this was definitely a fun episode. You guys did well coming off the bench and, you know, you know, speaking the, the knowledge of these players and, and helping them to get on the court. Uh, so the dynasty guy that I'm going to talk about, I'll keep it a little bit more shorter is uh, a guy that I had mentioned, or at least Jacob was one of the only guys that talked about him this year on a positive note. And it's Kelly Oubre. He's been very good this year. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Jacob. I did not think he would be playing this well. Uh, and to me, I think he's mm-hmm. still playing a little bit over his head at overall 34 this year. But, you know, he played. He, mm-hmm. he, he was ranked 87. I thought that was more the range at his best, maybe potentially this year. But no, man, he's killing it. His minutes is up. His points is up this year. His mm-hmm. three-point shots, his rebounds. And I can go on and on. Pretty much every single category is, is up this year except for blocks, but that's okay. You know, that's just nitpicking. His um, his usage rate, it's, it's fairly the same, and that is a beautiful thing. So I love usage rate as the next GM. Uh, I put a real high premium on usage rate, but he doesn't need it on Phoenix. He's that good of a player. And to be honest with you, when you have a player like that that doesn't need that warranted of a usage rate, to me, that speaks to me of a solid, not only an NBA player, but a solid fantasy contributor. To me, what that means is mm-hmm. he could go to a different team and produce for any other team in my in my eyes and in my logic. So if he was to potentially go to a wasteland team and they he could be featured, right? And just imagine what his usage rate would be. He's going to score a lot of points. Now, maybe his efficiency would drop, but just the beauty of what he's doing this year, I, I can't ignore it. He needs to be respected. He doesn't get talked about as much like this year. He's been under the radar. We talked about, you know, Luca is doing so well this season in fantasy. It's like we're forgetting everybody else, you know, all the other underrated guys that are doing well. We're, we're overlooking. I mean, we we talked about Fred Van Vliet and some other players, but Kelly Oubre, he needs that orange juiced. So he, he deserves it. Jacob, good call on this, man, for sure. Uh, like I said, I know mostly Thank in the industry, I did not hear too much about him. So that was a good call. Um, in, in a dynasty format, how I'm looking at this, maybe in an eight-cat, nine-cat. Now, honestly, in a points league, he's going to be a top 50 player or better. No questions asked. Now, in a nine-cat league, or yeah, nine or eight-cat league, three-year span, it's going to, I'm going to be honest, it's hard to measure it. But again, the usage rate is what helps me to identify that this is almost realistic. I think he could be a top, whew, I think he might regress a little bit next year, but I think a top 50 player is still fine. Um, I think he's maybe yeah. the ceiling that what he's doing this year at 34, I still think it's a little bit over his head, but that I think this, I think what he's doing right now is who he is. But again, if he went to a wasteland team, he would be better than a top 34 player. But I think I'm looking around the ranges at his best is probably around the top 40s, maybe the three to four year span. But you know, definitely what he's doing right now this year it has to be mentioned the rebounds are six rebounds. He doesn't give you assists, but you don't need that. The 1.5 steals, that's a beautiful thing. That's what's juicing uh, his momentum. And then honestly, the last two weeks, his steal rate is high 2.2 steals. Last week, 2.3 steals. His field goal percentage is up. And a, a thing that we have to put a premium on, again, that I like to look at is we talked about threes. It's not really important, uh, but the steal rate. If this guy is getting the steal rate at this high clip uh, and it continues to go up, he then that's when it's going to make me think different to be like, hey, maybe he is a top 35 player or better. 
But as of right now, like I said, th- that's in a short time span, but that's just something that needs to be mentioned. Um, but Kelly Oubre for the Phoenix Suns, uh, man, that's good. And, and real quick, the last thing I was going to say before I pass the ball to you guys, we got to think about this. This is a Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton team, right? And Kelly Oubre is like yeah. the third wheel. He's the third banana there. And again, that's why I said, you put him on any other team, you know, he would still produce. And that's a beautiful thing. So I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob. You know, what's your thoughts on that, man? What's funny is that when we were when we were debating those uh, the other experts on our show at the beginning of the season, uh, they didn't think that he could even crack or that he could even crack the top the top 100. Uh, they said, "Oh, he'll probably finish 120, 125, 130." And I said, "You know, like when he was on the Wizards, and then once he got traded to the Suns, I mean, like his steals and blocks." alone would probably let him crack the top 100. Um, you know, like he was averaging well over one steal and almost one block uh, with fine field goal percentage. But now he's doing it all. He's doing the threes and the points and the rebounds. He's not getting assists, like you said, but, you know, like he's a very solid player and he's young. Uh, mm-hmm. Back when he was on the Wizards, it was him and Otto Porter Jr. They were almost like they were almost like the same player, which is kind of, exactly. you know, and so like, weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a three and D player um, with room for more. But I didn't see this coming. I knew that he could probably crack the top 75, but to crack the top 40, uh, I did not see that coming. But I'm I'm definitely glad that he's doing it because he does have the talent. So um, I would definitely try to I mean, who if you're going to buy him in a dynasty or a redraft, you're going to have to pay a pretty penny. So you know, like wait for him to have a down game or two and then try to pounce. Nice, nice. LT, any other thoughts on the Ubre here, brother? Hey man, Ubre is playing out of his mind this year. Not not too much. I'm echoing everything you two fellas said. Uh what a what a good call, White Knight. Uh, I, I like to hear stories like that, man. When 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 you knew more than, you know, the uh, others out there. Good to hear. <laughs> Thank so you, bro. With that said, you guys. <laughs> Try. So that wraps. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. Jacob, good stuff. So that, that wraps up the third quarter here. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get to the clutch shots. Um, so I guess the clutch shot that I will, I guess, I, I mean, that's pretty much my clutch. I don't have too much more to say. So I'll actually pass you the ball there, Jacob. I'm sure something will formulate here. So do you have a clutch shot for the listeners, man? Yeah, I mean, for all, uh, for my clutch shot, for all of you points league players out there, uh, I'm coming up with an article here that's that's going to be dropped either Tuesday night or on Wednesday. Uh, it's just going to be a breakdown of what I expect, uh, how the rest of the season will go and who you should target, um, you know, who, who you should buy low or sell high, like, you know, like based on possible trade targets and stuff like that. So if you guys want to be on the lookout for that on newlifefantasy.com that article will drop either tomorrow night uh, or Wednesday and if you follow if you follow us us on Twitter you'll definitely get that um, as soon as we drop it or if you guys subscribe to the website you'll definitely get that in your email as soon as we do LT 
Hey, man, no clutch shot. Love you listeners. Continue to give us feedback on the YouTube channels, um, on uh, the rankings. I'll have that done here. I'll have that updated and done for this week in the next 24 uh, hours, hopefully by tomorrow uh, at evening. Uh, So, yeah, just give us any ideas, any information, anything. Let us know. Love you listeners, and that's my clutch. Yeah, I guess the clutch shot is perfect timing for me. Is uh, It looks like Wendell Carter Jr., although it's like an x-ray was negative, he's on crutches. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just grab Wendell Carter, or not Wendell Carter, but Daniel Gafford, even in a 12-man league. I'm not going to beat around a bush. Go ahead and pick him up, almost even in shallow leagues. I, I would just go ahead and do it. I don't want to waste time and, and think and ponder on it. Um, so, yeah, pick up Gafford. And last thing I'll say is, nice. again, lo- we, we love you listeners, so give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Starks underscore industry. Uh, I'm the goofy guy with the tat- or the tattoo. The, the goofy guy with the bow tie. <laughs> with the bow tie. And uh, at the same time, you guys can give me uh, a follow on Instagram. One closing hero. Ask me any questions. Um, I'll get to you at a prompt time. I know that I get several DM messages versus uh, the live messages. Again, I appreciate it. Uh, you guys are competitors. I get it. And I won't share that feedback. Only thing that I ask you in return is you're going to see the list to make sure you subscribe to everything, the website, the YouTube channel, um, the uh, the podcast. It definitely helps us out. Keep, it continues to keep our brand grow, going. So we really appreciate you guys. So um, I'll pass you the ball there. Uh, J- Jacob, where can they uh, find you out there, brother? Thank you, brother. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet. And done is spelled like my last name, D-U-N-N-E. I'd love for you guys to follow me and ask me any questions. I appreciate all the questions that I have been, that I have been getting. Um, and just and just keep on asking them, please. Yeah, same thing. You can find me at Twitter at Sage Network X. Um, ask any questions you have. Also, uh, look at this uh, beautiful mountain, mountainous area back here on Ain't Done Yet's profile on Twitter. Puts me in a real like that? fresh mood. I love it, man. I love it. You want to go? Hey, man, I wouldn't mind going to the Rockies, man. Uh, I, I love. I actually love the cold, so it's. Uh, I wouldn't mind. You're always welcome, brother. Hey, perfect. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you guys, God bless you guys. We love you. We love you, listeners. So with that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon. <laughs> Take a <five. laughs>